Hey there, you lovelyful people, and welcome to the In Lovely podcast, where we learn how to connect with ourselves and connect with others. I'm your host, Mondo. Today, we're going to talk about toxic friendships. Now, friendships are supposed to be all cool and shit, like they're supposed to be there to make us feel better, and they're supposed to be our ride or dies. And this is something that at least I thought I wouldn't have to deal with because I took a lot of pride in picking my friends. But we're all human and we all go through seasons of change in our life. And I remember there was a time in high school where I was with I was with a friend of mine and she was she was very near and dear to my heart. But I started to notice that my behavior around her started to feed off into my behavior when I wasn't around her. And next thing I knew, I was getting less connected with my other group of friends and being penalized for doing this instead of that and I hadn't realized it then but I was a part of a toxic friendship. I was a part of a bond that had turned sour and was beginning to affect the way I saw other people. So when we have these toxic friendships, what do we do? What do we what do we do with these people that we've given so much of our time and effort into? Do we just cut them off? Do we try and help ourselves? Do we try and help them? That's what we're going to go ahead and go into today. So go ahead and listen to this podcast wherever you want. Take a seat. Have fun on your drive to work. Whatever the case may be. Let's go ahead and get on with the show. How do we deal with toxic friends? Friends are supposed to be those people that we can count on to make us better people, to be there for us, rain or shine, and to remind us that the good, that there's good in this life. Everyone has to deal with their own problems, but there comes a point when our issues can affect the people around us that we care about the most. Our friends, the people we've relied on to help us shine, start to bring their rain to our parade. Before long, we're sucked in and their pain becomes our pain. Their suffering becomes our suffering and their bad behaviors become our habits. When all that is pure is tainted with negativity, it becomes toxic. These toxic friendships begin to affect our other relationships with other people and even the relationship we have with ourselves. When we look around and all that we see is the toxic life that we're a part of, we have no choice other than to break up with that toxic life. Otherwise, we're stuck in our circle of quote-unquote friends that have become a cage in prison. How do we know if we're in a toxic group of friends? What do we do when we realize we're part of the problem? Do we have to cut them off completely? How do we deal with our toxic friendships, I want you to go ahead and pause the podcast and and reflect back on the time when you had maybe you've had to deal with these toxic friendships. What are some things that you did? What helped you either rebuild that relationship or move on from that relationship? Awesome. Okay. I think the first question we need to ask ourselves is, are we becoming toxic? Right? Has this started to affect us? We see and talk to our friends regularly. We know them. And because we've we've become so used to their personality and their mannerisms and their common behaviors that we can easily become blind to the nature of their actions. 
Because it's much easier to say, oh, well, <laughs> that's just him. Then why does he do that? Right? There was something about our friends that hooked us in the beginning. Whether it was because we were alike, whether it was because they gave us entertainment or allowed us to be vulnerable and share ourselves, it was enough to gain trust. Somewhere along the way, either us or them experienced a life event that had an impact on how they treat themselves and how they treat other people. They began to see the world in a different way, a more pessimistic and cynical view. They questioned the intention of others. They created problems out of thin air. They lost interest for other people's wants and needs, and it's rubbing off on us, and we want to get that shit off. The changes were so minor that we didn't even know it was happening. Little changes in behavior and how we interpreted the world was slowly transforming into something we never thought we would see. If we haven't allowed ourselves to cave into their bad behavior and negative mindset, then we caught it early. That's great. On the other hand, if we allowed ourselves to become manipulated into acting like them, the first thing we need to be aware of is if we know that we're toxic. You, need, you might need to take a step back and look around for this one, but examine, examine the other aspects of your life. So how are, you, how are our other friendships? Have we lost depth with other people? Is it becoming hard to enjoy life when we're around them? Do we pick on ourselves harder when we're with them? I know that whenever I was in, I was in high school and I experienced this toxic friendship and Inside the friendship, of course, everything is all rainbows and butterflies. Everything's great. But I started to notice that whenever I was with my other group of friends or with people that were disapproved of, <laughs> I had these thoughts like, I hope, I hope she doesn't find out. Or what if she thought I was doing this? It was, I was giving her way more responsibility of my freedom in that toxic relationship. And I noticed that it started, I started to think differently about my other group of friends. And luckily I caught it and I separated myself and I stood up for the better parts of my life. Just right, just because somebody's hurting doesn't mean you need to hurt with them. And I think that's what was happening to me. So those are some observations that I had to come face to face with. And that's what I needed to look for. If we've, and if we recognize that things have been going south lately with our other relationships and our other friendships, then we've already taken care of the first step. We've become self-aware of our own behaviors. That's the first step to any kind of change. We need to become self-aware of what we're doing. Where we go from there depends on a few things. It depends on how toxic the relationship has become. It depends on how we're being impacted how they're being impacted, and if the friendships are worth being salvaged. We don't need to run away when things get ugly. It's when things get ugly that bonds can strengthen and we can learn more about living with someone else. On the same token, we don't need to blindly stay with them if it's a hazard to our peace and prosperity. That's the priority, our peace and prosperity. What we can do is look into their pain and protect ourselves. With a little bit of empathy, we need to empathize with them. It may not always be the easiest thing being the bigger person in a relationship, but it's always worth it. Our first instinct may be to try and fight fire with fire, but then that never solves anything. It just recreates a cycle of toxicity, and we're already trying to get out of that. So why are we going to act? 
why are we gonna why are we gonna be toxic if we're trying to get out of toxic that just doesn't make sense everyone acts in accordance with how they view themselves and how they interpret the world so they might be purposely trying to bring harm to them or other people they may honestly think that what they're doing is right people will tend to do what's best for them our responses to life experiences are a way of protecting ourselves and our beliefs so how we see our friends behaving is their own way of protecting themselves from what we may never know they don't owe it to us to explain where they're coming from but if we can understand just a little bit if we can understand a little more of why they're hurting we can use our empathy and compassion to accept them easier they're humans and they have their own problems too our friends may not know how to heal their pain so the next best thing for them is to make others suffer in hopes that it can mend their wounds hint it never works like that you can't hurt other people and expect your hurt to go away it just that's not how karma works we can always ask them why they act like they do Although asking straightforward may not be the best idea, like why are you doing that for? Some may take questioning their beliefs as a threat. And if that's in that case, if we know something about their background, we can try and make our own assumptions as to how that's making them hurt. Again, we don't need to know why they're hurting because everyone is entitled to their privacy. They will share what they want to share. And we shouldn't pressure anyone into making a decision they don't want to do. What we do need to know is that they are hurting. Simply acknowledging that they're living with something, that they're struggling with something as best as they can, can give us emotional distance from the friendships to look a little deeper. If we look at them as a separate human being and no longer part of a group or the leader of a group, they lose any authority we gave them in our head. I know that I was so scared to step up and question what was going on because I had made myself um, subordinate almost to her. I was using her as a means of permission or as the trendsetter. I would, I would look to her if I, if I needed guidance on something. So I know that for me, coming stepping forward, I was always intimidated to, to look a little deeper into why, why behaviors were the way they were because I don't want to upset. I felt like it's 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 never a good thing if you threaten a relationship and i know that there were times where she did you know threaten the relationship and that's that was something i was scared of cuz i i didn't want that some people like to manipulate others that are in their circle of friends letting others see their weaknesses and traumas is something they might try to avoid because it jeopardizes their status because they can't control themselves they're scared to lose the power over the only things that they can control. The other people who allow them to have that control over them. It's not that they aren't suffering. They're just doing a good job of masking their insecurities and fear with arrogance, pride, aggression, etc. Understanding that they bleed the same as we do and hurt just like us makes them less intimidating. They're just a person with pain. We can use our own empathy to put ourselves in their shoes as best we can and gain clarity as to why they protect themselves that way that they do. 
We can try to help them heal if they're receptive to it. Other times, they won't want to heal. They find comfort and pleasure in their misery. Well, in that case, give yourself space. When a plane is taking off and the pilot is instructing the passengers uh, to, uh, to take all of the safety precautions, they will say something along the lines of, before you assist others, put your oxygen mask on first. And they say a lot cooler than I just did, but you get the point. We need to take care of ourselves first and foremost. That's not an excuse to be narcissistic or completely self-involved at the expense of other people. It means that we don't need to be sucked into other people's toxicity. Yes, they are our friends. Regardless if they've been with us for five months or five years, time does not measure quality. Time does not measure quality. Quality measures quality. If our relationship is no longer servicing us, then there's no rule that says that we have to stay in it. Till death do us part is not part of a common social contract with friendship. We have the freedom to leave, just as they do, at any point for any reason that is justifiable to us. We don't need to cut them off completely, though some of us could really benefit from an action like that. We don't even have to make a scene. Maybe it means we phase ourselves out. Maybe we spend two days a week with them instead of five. We accept less of their invitations to go places. We stop letting them inside of our head. Our peace and our happiness is our, our responsibility to take care of. And if we don't put our foot down and stand up for ourselves, they'll continue to think that it's okay to drag us into their mess. We can control how often we associate them. What I did, I can't honestly say that I did anything significant in high school to to get rid of the friendship. It it naturally fizzled out for some reason. But I'm it's a good thing that it fizzled, it fizzled out then. It some just some things happened and stars aligned in some sort of way that her her attention was taken elsewhere. So that saved me. They don't need our companionship if that means we lose sight of our own well-being. They can be hard, especially if this is someone we've called a friend for so long. They've almost become part of who we are. When we start cutting them out, it's painful to trim pieces of ourselves off too. But the pain of growth is always worth more than the pain of suffering. If we're going to hurt, we might as well get something out of it. We can begin to rebuild again into happier and healthier versions of ourselves when we get rid of the junk that's weighing us down. Friendships are sacred relationships that should be treasured. They can contribute to our happiness like nothing else can, and they give us reasons to laugh, to love, and to cry. Some of the greatest bonds that we'll share is with someone is with a friend. That doesn't always mean that every friendship stays as strong as it has been. Some people let their pain and suffering affect those around them and create a toxic environment of, of judgment and negativity and pessimism. We can't expect ourselves to flourish and bloom how we were designed if we're tied down 
by the weeds. Everyone is trying the best they can to live. And although we need to use empathy to look deeply into their hurt and understand their pain, it doesn't mean we need to be a part of it. We can choose to remove ourselves and give us the space that we need to become happier people. What was once toxic doesn't have to stay that way. We don't need to get caught up in their web of sludge. Toxic friendships are an abuse of vulnerability, and they're not the friendships we need to protect. The friendship that is of the utmost importance is the friendship that we share with ourselves. Hey there and lovely listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode about toxic friendships and how whenever we have these toxic friendships and we've noticed that we've become sucked into that life of toxicity, that we can begin the cleansing process on our own. We don't have to stay in a toxic environment. We can remove ourselves. We can use our empathy to look deeply into the pain of our friends and see if they need help. We can try to help the best we can. Ultimately, it's up to them. The person we need to help the most in those toxic friendships is ourselves. We don't want to let somebody who's allowed their mind to lean towards negativity and pessimism to rub off on us. We need to protect our peace and prosperity at all costs, whether that's giving ourselves space, removing ourselves completely, whatever we need to do to cope. Now, for those who are interested The toxic friendship I'm talking about in high school, a lot of years passed after we graduated and we reconnected. We were able to talk about things that happened and some things that went wrong. We apologized to each other for anything that could have, you know, made that relationship toxic or let the, we apologized and took ownership for some of the bad that was going on in that relationship. And since then, um, though I'm not in frequent communication, things are good. You know, and sometimes that's all it takes. We're all going through seasons of change and how we are in one phase of our life doesn't always transition to the next phase of our life. And as humans, we need to understand that. We need to hand out forgiveness and let people know, yeah, I know things were shitty back then, but I'm happy to see that you've grown as a person because I've grown as a person too. And then you can leave the past behind you and create a more healthier relationship. Though I know not every friendship is like that. Some people some people won't change. They will refuse to see the good in life. And if that if that's the case, then <laughs> hit the road, Jack. And don't come back no more, no more, no more, no more. You get it. Okay, <laughs> what did you guys think? We'd love to hear from you. What can we do on this show to bring more value to you? But more importantly, what can you do to bring more value to others? Because you have a superpower to love that I can't do and no one else can do. What can you do today to bring more value to others? If we know something that could help improve someone else's life, it's our duty to share it. If you have a question, comment, or concern, tweet us with the hashtag InLovely and we can talk about it. Good news is InLovely is going to get their own website here pretty soon. I'm excited to, to get that out for you guys and hopefully make some videos. InLovely is going to do some, some great things. And 
fun fact about this podcast i think we're gonna go ahead and we may cut off season one around 50 episodes or so um so keep sending in contact uh content keep sen- sending in questions season two is gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna bring in a lot of stories maybe make some animal characters to make this super duper fun and get some interviews with people and see how they deal with life and how they're making themselves happier and how they're loving themselves so thank you so much for listening to today's episode your listenership means the world and it wouldn't be the same without you have a wonderful day love yourself and fall in love with life <laughs>